Hello, I'm Kyla Bercy and welcome back to High Kyliber, where I'm realizing my potential while protecting my mental on this beautiful day. Today is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I've chosen a great release schedule to where every day has been something special almost. I had Christmas, then the following Monday was New Year's Day, and fast forward, here we are to MLK Day, a beautiful day, a beautiful man who impacted this world and set the pace for so many other activists, advocates today, back then, that those that may not have been highlighted, but may have, you know, started the wheel for his platform, just like a lot of other Black women creators have got the wheel going for me to get this podcast. And I'm so very grateful for this moment. So very grateful for this place. We still got a bear place, but we're in a new place. I am in my first ever apartment living solo. It's my last semester of college. And I felt like it was time, not only so I could have a peaceful setup, quiet background and have to bother any roommate to try to record and work around their schedule. And it's all mine. I feel like I've worked hard for this. I'm so grateful. Thank you, mom and dad, for giving me this opportunity to experience what it's like to live in the real world a little bit. And my last year of college, Rhodes College does have a rule, at least it started with my class, where you had to live on campus for three years. And I was, I almost did four, but after my parents saw how dedicated I was to this moment, to this project that I've taken on and my, it wasn't, it wasn't even a plea. And this is an apartment complex. Like I knew I wanted to stay here junior year. Every time we would pass, I'd be like, mom and dad, I want to stay there senior year of college. And I'm like, all right, Kyla. But then, you know, last summer I did research and I ended up getting a really nice dorm room. It was a big come up. My first ever dorm at Rhodes was in the basement of Trez. If you go to Rhodes, you know. So I was down in the dungeon and it was almost like I'd moved up into a penthouse-like vibe for my senior year and I was so excited. And over time, it just felt like it was time to go. And long story short, I'm so grateful to be here at my new place. I'm all settled in. You can't tell because I decided to go with the same setup. I was going to set up an art wall, highlight some of my pieces, local pieces from Nashville that I've gotten. But I thought for congruency purposes, let's stick with the nice bedazzled green background. It was gifted to me by my beautiful cousin, Anissa. I want to thank you for your dedication, your time that you've given me to help me launch this podcast on such short notice, when I came back home, I was like, hey, cuz, she was like, what's up? Cause we got that little, a little vibe. So she was very kind to help me. She was my first production manager. This is my first podcast solo. The last two episodes, my dad was there to kind of guide me into doing this on my own. I didn't want to be the podcaster with the headphones and the mic. I felt like that was too generic. I want to be traditional, but I want to be the only one like me. This is high caliber. I'm not trying to be like anyone else. So I'm in a new location. Thank you, mom and dad. I'd also like to thank Aunt Jean and Uncle Gary. This moment is for gratitude. If you haven't 
caught on already. I thank you for lending me your condo, your empty condo, their empty home that they hadn't even got a chance to settle in yet. And they were like, sure, Kyla, go ahead and set up and make it chores. And they are also people that contributed to my equipment. It was helpful that Christmas was right there, but they didn't have to. Some of this podcast, I will probably make a video for anyone interested on how I started my podcast, my equipment. This microphone was pretty expensive, top of the line. But I remember having a conversation with my dad and he was like, you're not calling it high caliber for nothing. I don't want you to have an excuse to not succeed. So Gene, dad, uncle Red, he gifted me my audio interface, Bebe, down to my mic stand, my mom lending me a chair, just everyone that's pitched in. Ivy, my boyfriend, I love you so much. He was also part of the original production team with Anissa and I. He helped us set up, move everything in the first day. And I'm just so grateful to everyone that's told me how much that they can tell that I'm speaking from the heart, that I care about what I'm talking about. And it's not about you being like me. I'm telling my story because it's unique in itself. And that's the beauty about podcasts. You can tell your unique perspective on any topic you choose. You just need to know what you want to talk about. It can be conversational. It can be solo, like I'm doing eventually, getting into season two and beyond. I'm thinking ahead, wherever God takes this. He's given me this much. And sometimes he gives us so much more than we can imagine. So thinking, or he may pivot me into another direction, but eventually I'd love to open it up to interviews. But right now, this is my last six months of college. Actually, I have less than that. I graduate May 11th and last day of classes, I believe is April 28th. So I'll be done in no time, but I just want to bask in this moment, walk with a heart of gratitude and thank each and every one of you, the new subscribers, the new listeners. It's so cool to see the analytics from places where people have listened and it's maybe like 70 on my downloads, on my analytics, my data chart, but I don't care. I feel like that just imagine a room full of 70 people and talking to them. That would warm my heart because I just love, I'm very passionate about speaking and what I am pursuing, but that's amazing to me. And I can only be grateful for what's happening, what's to come and what's next. All right, this is my first full week in my new apartment. I moved in last Saturday and living alone is not for the week. When my parents left and helped me move all my things from my dorm, I had to get a few extra items. I bought a table from Ikea and I had to pick it up by myself, bring it up the elevator. Luckily, my room is like right off the elevator. But I was like, this is that my back hurts. I have the, un- I mean, you, you mean I don't just have a room to myself now? But those are things like I had to s- step back. I was like, look at what I'm complaining about. This is a blessing. If that's my only problem, bring me more. <laughs> because there is so much detriment happening in this world. And as I'm building a platform, on a serious note, I would like to say something and stand in solidarity with the innocent people losing lives in no way, form, fashion is genocide moral. People don't deserve to die for political conflict. And I will stand on that. 2024 all around is about standing on what you believe in. 
And not only through this podcast, but I think if you're building a platform, it's important to stand up and say something because someone may hear you. For the longest, I didn't know how posting about things on social media or being on my parents' payroll could help me give to a cause that I may not have direct influence on. But I was like, what? Actually, I'm building a platform. And my platform is about speaking, not only about things I'm passionate about, but speaking up when things are wrong. And that's what Martin Luther King was about and so many others. But today is his day. And I want to acknowledge, take a moment, a short moment of silence before I get into my message and in gratitude and asking for love to be put into the hearts of the cruel and also to remain in those that those families that are being directly affected by this and those of us who are still navigating this moment outside of it like what do I do how do I deal with this and this is my way and I hope you can find something that feels right with you so quick pause There's beauty and silence at times, and I'm grateful that I did that. I didn't know how that was going to flow out of me, but I just went for it and thought I should say something. So yeah, let's do this. This episode is entitled Eagles Fly Alone in kind of the wake of the moment where I'm doing my first podcast production alone and living alone now and I'm graduating about to graduate college with less than five friends and speaking on how I found comfort in it in a different way, telling you a deeper story about my college experience. That is also what this podcast is about, is telling you about my college experience. So if you're a freshman, you're about to go to college or you're in college and can resonate, I hope you can find some meaning in my stories. So I'm looking at my list. I've done my shout outs. I'd also like to thank, before I get deep into Eagles Phylone, let me thank my professors, Mr. Eric Matthews and Steve Sadika. I took their class last semester, Entrepreneurial Mindset and Intro to Entrepreneurship. That one was taught solely by Steve. And that was the one I was supposed to take solely, but then I overheard and also read in a newsletter that we had a new entrepreneur in residence, Eric Matthews. And I didn't know who he was, but I was like, that sounds very awesome. I wish I could be part of that. But then one day after Steve's class, he mentioned, oh, me and Eric have this new class where this is the inaugural, inaugural version and we're looking for more students. And I went up after I was like, hey, can I join your class? And in the class, we were tasked to build a, bi a business venture. And I started wanting to make a journal business because I'm so passionate about journaling. As the first episode, I came out the gate with my journal from freshman year. And the idea was to kind of have like, it's funny, Ikea, I Ikea for journals, build your own journals or take home the materials with you. Because the problem that I had when I go to get my new journal, I would have to have trade-offs unless I ordered it online, of course, but I like the experience of going to buy a journal. It's just, it just does something to me. That's a form of self-care. I like to go pick it out, fill the pages, but I would have trade-offs to where I'd pick a cover that I liked, but I couldn't, it was wrapped in plastic, so I couldn't really see the pages. But yeah, so I started with a journal business. We did some consumer discovery our challenge or task was to talk to 50 potential customers 
by the end of the semester. And that process taught me that, okay, through asking people what type of journal would they like to have, a lot of people was like, I want to be more productive. I want a journal to guide me and my day because I'm always slacking off. And I was like, wait a second. I know that feeling. And when I was in this moment of my life, especially when I was a student athlete, because I wasn't used to playing college golf, being a college student. And then by the time I'm out of practice, out of class, uh, it's time to study. It's time to do my homework. And I would go to sleep while doing my homework. And I would be so upset with myself. I was like, Kylie, you need to be more disciplined. No, I was just tired. So I moved from that, especially as my TED Talk was coming up. I was like, people need to know that it's okay to not be okay. I know mental health is being more socially accepted, but it's still that, okay, now go deal with it in therapy. But my therapy sessions are only 50 minutes long. And what do I do outside of that? Before therapy, all I had was a journal. And so I would spend time grappling with my thoughts. Are my feelings valid? Um, This is how I feel. And this is why I think I feel that way. But Am I supposed to be feeling this? Is it okay to be upset because someone stood me up or someone told me they were going to do something for me and they did it? Just for examples. But I didn't know how to navigate my experiences and therapy was helpful. And also the idea of wanting to voice this to people. I sat down with Eric one day and Steve separately telling them that, okay, I'm in my senior year. I'm about to start applying to jobs, but I'm really passionate about telling people what's available to them. We are limitless beings, and I don't think my peers get that. I've heard so many people say, I want to do this, but my parents told me no. They told me to major. I couldn't major in the humanities, or that's not a real job. Luckily, gratefully, I have parents that are very supportive of what I want to do from professional golfer to nurse practitioner. They may say things along the way, but look at me, like they will give me, set me up to be in a position where I can see succeed. There's no excuse. When it came to golf, my dad fronted me new clubs. He put me in all the lessons. He said, I don't want you to have no excuse to not succeed in something that you want to do. The same thing goes for this situation I'm in now. He sat me down and was like, okay, what do you need for your place? What do you need for your podcast? Do you have everything you need? Because I don't want the only thing that's going to get in between you and your goals is you. So um, around this time where I was talking to Steve and Eric about my career kind of conflict of this is the major I'm going to have and I don't want to really want to do that do that, but this is what I really want to do, pursue speaking to people, pursue some type of outreach to inspire and motivate others to realize their potential, live out my purpose. And Eric said, why don't you give yourself a chance to do this? And if it works out by the time you graduate, guess what? You don't have to apply to jobs. That's your job. That's your career. Everything that happens, you don't just have tech startups. This is a podcast startup. This is a high caliber engagement startup. This is a startup towards where I want to go and it can be successful and it can be something that I can pivot from and learn from and take in another direction. But I think them specifically because I didn't think directly at the beginning of the semester, even at the middle, that I was going to be doing a podcast and wanting to pursue it full time and do speaking engagements for a living. I knew it was kind of possible because there are a lot of motivational speakers that inspire me. And I just think that that's another 
thing that I'd like to do, be a representative, a young representative, a positive representative. So they gave me ideas of starting making content of some sort, but I have like a love hate relationship with social media. Although I'm increasing my social media presence as I've changed my perspective to view it as a tool to help me rather than my previous habits where I I noticed my self-confidence, like personal type of challenges where I would feel like I had to look a certain way because of the women showing up on my timeline or the people that my friends deem are beautiful through showing me or what have whatever. But now I view it as a tool to connect with other people and get my message out there. And so by the end of the semester, I settled on, we had an investor pitch deck that we had to do. We wrote a business plan. We did a business model canvas, an executive summary on how are you going to bring your business venture to life. And one of the highlights of this business venture is that I could do it right now. So I had a plan. And like I said, I had to I wanted to execute that business plan because this semester I'm in internship to entrepreneurship where you're supposed to take your business plan and make it come to life. But I was like, I'm not waiting until the semester starts. I want to show you what I can do according to this plan right now. I'm going to start now. I'm thankfully the people and opportunities the stars started to align to help me get this and bring it to life. And here I am now starting the semester. I'm so excited to share the growth that I've had over the the semi-short, it was almost a month, but it was still a short amount of time to get done what I got done. And I'm so proud of myself. I will say it because I think humility is important, but you also need to hear yourself tell, you need to hear yourself say, I am proud of you because we are, so, we are our number one critic. And like my dad said, sometimes we can hinder ourselves from getting where we need to go. So let's get into what do I mean by Eagles Fly Alone. I came into college from a fresh new school, the private school, and I left there with barely a few friends. I mentioned earlier I transferred from a school where I had a lot of friends, but even then some of my peers didn't understand why I wanted to transfer. They thought, oh, you thought you were better than us. Whatever it was, the disconnect that happened. I also started dating my boyfriend around then. So I started spending more time with him rather than my friends. So all things considered, I was already struggling with making friends when I came into college. Then I told you I started a missed COVID. That added another semi-hindrance because I I don't want to blame it all on COVID, but it was hard to make friends through Zoom. And then when I got to campus, I mentioned that I had the golf team. I think I only had one in-person class and I made one friend. We were cool then. We'd ride together back and forth when it was cold. I was like, hey girl, you want to ride? I don't want you walking in the cold. And that was kind of a cool, I guess, acquaintanceship. (laughs) But um, she's so kind. We still say hey to each other when we see each other on campus, but I haven't really, I mentioned that I'm leaving college with less than five friends. And freshman year, if I would have heard myself say that, I'm like, what is wrong with you? What have you not done? Have you not lived? And I think I've actually, I've lived, but I've also made the decision to place my time in different areas. I didn't necessarily go to parties. I don't think I've I've been to one college party. It was a um, an NPHC 
by the the black fraternities and sororities through it. And I went one year, I think it was sophomore year, and my roommate and I that I went with were so introverted and we were like, are you ready to go? So that was my real college party that I went to. And I had a few experiences, but my college experience is more about career development. I would rather go to the library. That's probably where I see most people on the on campus. And that's probably where I'll see them mostly now, unless I'm in class. But freshman year where I was at, I thought that I needed to make friends in order to have a fulfilled college experience. So I put myself out there a little bit, had a few hardships where I'd hang out with some people where I felt like they stood me up and it was rough, but that was a little challenging. And then I can't say that I haven't made friends along the way, but what I have done is I've made a senior friend each year. And by the time this year was over, they were gone. And so I haven't really had a friend. Let me define friend for you where it's like, hey girl, come over here. Let's go to a party together. Let's hang out. It's been mostly like classroom friendships or occasional lunches. And I'm completely fine with that. But I remember freshman year, I wanted to pledge a sorority. I think it was a blessing that I got denied for whatever reason, but the main reason I wanted to do it was for friends, for acceptance. I admired that sorority for their mission statement. I made sure I did my research, I have a couple family members in that sorority, but I was, I feel like deep down, I was joining it for the wrong reasons. And all throughout my life, I had this ideology in the back of my head. I think maybe it was from like watching Disney Channel or the media that you always, when you're in school, whatever setting you were in, you would make a best friend. And so I was looking for that throughout middle school. And I made best friends. And some of those friends that I had from my childhood or even my early high school days are coming back in my life now as we're adults and just really growing up. But I think over time, my urge to fit in with people in different groups, as you can hear some of my grappling in different episodes where I tell you about my self-image, may not have been there. But now I, I love my alone time. And I love that I have developed the most valuable friendship that there is, the friend within. And that's what a lot of people say, talk to yourself as you would a friend. And once you're able to have that relationship with yourself, you can thrive in any situation because you're not looking for outside validation. You're not looking for those people to affect you in ways. Because with any relationship you have, there are going to be ups and downs, whether it's a friend, platonic, romantic, whatever. But you rid yourself of that time of development with self when you constantly feel like you need to be surrounded by other people. And my dad growing up would say, Key, it's one of my nicknames. I have a few that we can get into. Another one I have is Wolf or Wolfie. I think that's going to be an episode in itself. I'm excited for that one. But Key, you're an eagle. Eagles fly alone. I'm like, that what are you talking about? And then he told me this story called The Eagles That Thought They Were Chicken. It's a, child, it's a children's story, but let me sum it up for you. There was a farmer who was raising some eagles like chickens. And then an eagle came from outside of the farm 
and actually saw these little chickens, these eagles that thought they were chickens, doing everything that the chickens were doing. So they couldn't fly. They were living as something else, something that they weren't, but their potential was greater. And the eagle told the little chicken, the little eagle chicken, that, hey, you're an eagle. You know you can fly, right? And one of them flew away. But then there was another that said, no, I'm a chicken. I'm not supposed to fly. And so that's a different in mindset, and that can be analyzed differently. But he told me that story to say, some people have different callings. And he would tell me that you're not, maybe you're a person that isn't going to have a lot of friends and that's okay. And that's how my life has played out. No matter how, (sighs) no matter how much I've tried, but I found the peace within my introvertedness, if that's a word, but being alone. I remember when I'd have friends come over growing up, I'd be ready for them to go because my social battery would drain so fast. But I think there's a lot of things to assess in the eagle symbolism as well, which is why I chose it for this episode and eagles flying alone, playing off the alone, redefining alone for my TED talk and how I found the love within or also me in a spiritual meaning for me is that God is love and he's with us at all times. So you cannot escape yourself. And if you believe in that higher power, then he's with you as well. But I'm going to review my notes here where I highlighted for myself that I took from the ego is you sometimes you have to leave people behind. The eagle flies higher than a lot of other birds, flies at higher altitudes. And some people use that to say that the sky is the limit for those eagles. If you see yourself as one or you and sometimes, are you in some situations like myself where you may not have been always socially accepted or socially apt to socialize? Now, I have been a part of clubs. Shout out to Awesome on Rhodes Campus. I was on their e board for, I think, sophomore year and one semester junior year before I pivoted and started to focus on okay, I'm about to get a job now. I need to focus on tutoring or do something that's going to help me for where I'm going. And my social battery just wasn't fit for them at the time. And I've gone to a few events on campus. But the point being that I have not been the most social person in my life. And at some point, I have had to leave people behind that didn't align with where I was going. And that hurts deeply. A lot of my best friends that may be coming back around now, because like I said, we're just growing up and having that understanding with each other. But it was hard to do that at times. And to get where you are going to go, the cliche that they say, it's lonely at the top. It doesn't have to be in some cases, but it's lonely being that everyone isn't always going to have the capacity to make it. I love In a recent interview that Michelle Obama did with Jay Shetty, she talked about people climbing Mount Everest. She said she hadn't climbed herself, neither have I, so I'm using her example, but she said from people that have climbed that she's taken from for this example, she said that there are different camps, different levels, and some people may not be ready. Everyone starts at the bottom of the mountain together. But everyone may not be ready, whether it's physically fit, mentally fit, to reach the top. And that's just the reality of the situation. And I think that this 
goes into the next one quite beautifully that resonates with me about the ego is your destination is different. It plays off of leaving people behind and flying at higher altitudes. The ego has somewhere to go. Maybe it was meant for you to make it to one level, going back to the Mount Everest example, meaning for your capacity at that moment. But also you think about the world in a lens that I don't think that there is partiality in the world, meaning that we aren't all supposed to tap into the abundance that's out there, but there are different callings for us. And I say that loosely, meaning that there are different paths that are aligned with our purpose on this earth. And it can be, I feel like I've chosen my purpose, but maybe that was endowed in me in a different way that some people may feel like it comes to them differently. But anyway, that's a different conversation. But your destination is different. And so maybe you have to go solo. My destination is a little different. Maybe it was meant for me to focus at times. My sophomore year, beyond being an awesome, the the club organization on campus that I was part of, I barely socialized. And I was on the golf team. I had a roommate at the time. We were both sophomores. The rest of my roommates were seniors and we were trying to become close to sophomore and I. But I told her, look, I heard your past that you've been hurt before by someone transferring. I'm trying to transfer. I'm trying to pursue this professional golf career. I don't want to get too close to you. I don't want to hurt your feelings. So it was kind of challenging for me to socialize in some regards because I had different visions, different paths, outlooks for where I was going. So I didn't have time to go down the hall and play games. And that's just how it played out. So the next one is the best lessons learned. Let me re-say that. The best lessons, some of the best lessons are learned Alone, in solitude, where you can hear no one else but yourself. I'll say that one again because this resonates with me deeply. Some of the best lessons are learned alone. And those tie all in there together. Maybe that lesson, when you have to leave someone behind, that lesson wasn't for them. They were the lesson. Hmm. Now you're sitting thinking about it. You needed to be isolated for a moment to hear, to actually be outside of the situation. Because sometimes when we're so close with people or we're so in tune with something that we think is for us, but it was temporary or it never was to begin with, we have blind spots. And then your destination is different. So let's say you were all going somewhere and you had to ride alone, ride on the bus, the train, whatever analogy fits for you alone to get there. And in that moment, you met someone that was there just for you. But you didn't know that that was the message that you needed to hear at that moment. But if you would have rode with your bestie or your sis or whomever, and y'all in deep conversation, you wouldn't have been paying that random woman, man, whomever came into your space to have that conversation with you any attention. 
because y'all to talk y'all talking about what happened on the shade room or on sisters or whatever show that's got your attention at this moment because sometimes we can't hear things when we're surrounded by other people and whatever moment you're in in your life and I'm in a place of peace and that's the truth I'm not exaggerating I told you I made a friend that was a senior almost every year at school now I'm a senior and I haven't really socialized within my class so that kind of backfired on me and I may go to some events and I do have a couple of people, you know, how you exchange hellos on campus and you're, you su- you social media supporters. Like, I like her story because she cute and she like my story because she's like, okay, she cute too. But it's not as I defined friend earlier where I'm going and hanging out with people. And people have invited me. I'm not going to say that they haven't. But I just was going different places at different times where I didn't have the social battery. And so I me acknowledging that wasn't necessarily that I something was wrong with me to where I could not make friends or I couldn't, something was wrong with me because I didn't go party or I didn't get accepted into the sorority or I didn't go this direction. You know where I'm going or trying to say when comparing yourself to an expectation that may not be for you, one, or something that you may not really want. I enjoy my alone time. My recent roommate, we had a kind of conversation about company and she was like, well, actually, Kyla, you don't invite anyone over. So that's not fair. And I was like, well, you're right. <laughs> you're, you're right. I enjoy them. This is a safe place for me. And so hence I'm in a I moved so I could have a completely safe place, given that my safety is protected in this building. But here is to the last few months of college where I can spend in solitude to think, to be grateful, to reflect, and to find peace with a friend, the newly found friend. I mean, I've We've been here together all this time, but I feel like I'm getting to know myself in new ways every day. And I'm so grateful for listening actually to that voice, validating myself. I have been in therapy, but she's taught me how to listen to myself. Often she'll repeat back what I said. Well, how did that sound, Kyla? I'm like, yeah, that didn't sound too good. That, that wasn't true. That's not true. I made that up in my head to make an excuse for myself. Like today, it's it's literally 1.27 a.m. I told my dad, I'm getting this podcast episode done by any means necessary. Like Malcolm X, I told him by any means necessary. And I have been going to bed late anyways, but I was kept coming up with excuses because this is my first time. I was like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. But my episodes come out on Monday. I'm not too tired. And I'm just glad that I'm wrapping it up. I feel like I got my points across, but egos fly alone to say it's it's okay to have your moments of solitude. It's okay if you're just simply not a social person. It's okay if that friendship didn't work out. It's okay if the friend group disassembled. Y'all may come back together, or maybe it was for a time. Remember, some some people you need to leave behind. Maybe they were the lesson. Some lessons are better learned alone because you can hear them. You're outside of the situation now. And then maybe your destination is different. Maybe you had to be removed from that situation to put you on the right track, to allow you to meet new people. Hmm? 
I don't know. I don't know. But I like those three because eagles fly alone. I'm probably say that I can resonate with the eagle because I'm going places. I'm claiming that I'm going places. I'm trusting that I'm going places. And you need to do the same. This year, this year was this the only, the 14th, the 15th, excuse me, the 15th day out here? Or whatever day it is for you, it is never too late to continue on and go forward. That's your fresh start right there, or the start to continue on. But remember, eagles fly alone. That's all for this episode. I gave my gratitude, but guess what? Guess what? I did it. I did it. I finally got highcaliber.com online, so it's no looking it up and you're waiting on it. No, it's up. And guess what? Guess what else is on there? <laughs> High Caliber podcast cover tee. It is a black, let me describe it for you. It is a black comfort colors tee. I told the printer, shout out to Grand Palace Silkscreen Printing in Nashville, Tennessee. Gorilla Biscuits, another favorite of mine, their vegan biscuit place. I don't gatekeep around here and I just want everybody to eat, literally. <laughs> Gorilla Biscuits is a vegan biscuit place. It's kind of my favorite breakfast food. And once I went vegan, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have biscuits. But guess what? I found Gorilla and Gorilla, Zach at Gorilla Biscuits told me about Grand Palace. And here's how I got here to my t-shirts. I only got 100. Because I wanted to do a limited edition, but it might be limited edition for season one. But I've sold the first 20 shirts officially, so there are 80 left. And I'd like, to, like for you to think about this as a gift. This is a gift to you for sponsoring or donating to a good cause. A young woman who is pursuing her dreams, her last few months in college, Trying to get her feet off the ground with this startup, her podcast, and I'll let, if the passion speaks to you, I just ask, can you in return speak back to me <laughs> and support High Caliber and the direction it's going? I'd love to continue engaging with you all, whether it's on YouTube. My website now has an engage button where you'll see a form. You can book me as a podcast guest. You can book me for a workshop or as a guest speaker and put all the details there and I'll get back to you. There's also a contact form on the bottom of the homepage where you can write me a nice note. Give me a question to answer on the podcast. Give me your feedback on the website something but remember to be kind thank you <laughs> all right so this is the podcast cover tea limited edition it is me printed in red i think i stopped my description because i was so excited to tell where i got them from but yeah so just imagine the podcast cover tea if you're listening to this on audio as black yeah, and it has high caliber written in white. And my face, yes, my face is on the front. Don't worry, all of my merchandise won't have my face on it. But this picture is so significant to me because it was taken the summer after sophomore year. My cousin Anissa and I, my girl, we went to Puerto Rico and it was the most freeing moment of my life. We were 19 in Puerto Rico by ourselves 
I lost my wallet and everything. That was nothing but God. Because I was like, how can you lose a wallet? I don't even want to say where I lost it at, but how could you lose a wallet and get it back at this place? And I was just so very grateful. And I'm so proud of myself for handling. I handled it like an adult. Old me would have cried, but I was like, I can't ruin this trip for cuz. So I'm going to handle this. We're going to, we walked to the police station and they couldn't speak English. So that was so, we were doing the translator thing and I couldn't speak Spanish very well. So that was me too. But so we did the translator and eventually I got a call or a text from the place I lost it from and I got it back. So this picture is me on the beach. You can't tell, but that's kind of why there's a beachy noise in the introduction theme song. And also it's kind of the waves moving because I was on the beach and the ocean represents freedom. It's vast, it's abundant and it's very peaceful. And that's what I'd like this moment of listening to my podcast to be for you. So I really love your supports on High Caliber. And again, it's highcaliber.com to make it easy for you all. And please connect with me on my socials also at High Caliber. I am so grateful to those who responded to my Instagram story about behind the scenes content. Hopefully I can get something to you out to you soon with me setting my new setup up and answering any questions. Cause I think starting a podcast is relatively easy. The process granted that the funds, the funds <laughs> are in place to make it happen, but please ask me any questions. I would love to help and I will see you in the next episode. I'm so excited. I'm so grateful. I hope you are too. And I will Talk to you next time. Thank you.